from the Lake Erie shores of Northeast Ohio. Cleveland! Cleveland is a city of champions once again. This is the Panel Scanners Podcast since 2012. All right, Darren, let's keep this thing rolling. So let's talk about some of the things that happened while we were away. And I think we would be remiss to not talk about kind of the biggest thing right now. Right? It's the biggest thing in the world. Oh, man. Dan! <laughs> so, let's try to do this Dan's spoiler cool. free. Yeah, Dan's cool. Dan Dan's is the cool. coolest guy we've talked to tonight. Yeah, the automatic. You seriously uh, are. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, to find someone who was as enthused about the Karate Kid as us was pretty awesome. Really? Really? We'll have to find that guy oh, running around in a Cobra Kai sweatshirt. Yeah. Have you seen an Infinity War? All right. He he hasn't. Yes, I have. Uh huh. Anyway, <laughs> like the biggest thing in the world right now. Yeah, right. He uh, knows everything. It's already too late. Yeah, that's a way long, too long late. gone thing. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, half. Anyway, so with that, Avengers. Yeah, yeah. this might get spoilery. It's not our fault because there are several dozens. Perhaps hundreds of people that have already seen the movie. Yeah, I'm waiting for someone to yell something. If anyway. you've not seen Infinity War, uh, raise your hand now. That's good to see. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, but I've already. It's too late. Yeah, for it's me. too late for him. That, the Demon it's Etrigan. Done. It's done. So gone, gone. The form of man. Rise the Demon Etrigan. This is incredible. Could, could, do you mind if we ask you a few questions? I'm gonna head off my mic. <laughs> first of all, this is the only, not first. Only Demon Etrigan cosplay I have ever seen. That's incredible. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Do I have to make it rhyme? You do not. Good. Uh, it's something I came up with that I wanted to do last year. So I just basically spaced it out and took, spent the whole year building up to it. To, you know, put the money aside a little bit at a time to go individual parts. The ears I had to find uh, on Etsy. They were made in Russia. Holy cow. You're right. The, the horns I bought actually just around the corner of the little costume shop over there and just bits and pieced it together all year long and fitting, finally finished uh, assembly literally this morning, this afternoon actually. This looks fantastic. Thank uh, you. Why Etrigan? Just something different? Something different. I always like the characters that are slightly more obscure. Yeah. Which usually gets me into trouble because people don't know who I am. Well, you're but talking to the right guys. Etrigan, I figure, would be a character that enough people recognize, but it's still not a mainstream guy. So cool. Thank you. Uh, what's your name? Will. What's your name? Will. Oh, Will. Sorry, I thought you said what. My apologies. Uh, how many t- years have you been coming to Carolyn John's oh. in this capacity? At least six. At least six? At least six. It's pretty awesome. I- I'm telling you. <laughs> you're you're going to have a hard time beating this guy in the cosplay right here. This is super cool. Um any comics you were? Are you reading any comics currently? Anything that you like? Um, I'm reading event. I'm not caught up on Avengers because I still have a few in my file. But I'm reading Avengers always. Avengers. Um, I dab into Spider-Man, Walking Dead, mostly Marvel stuff. Just because ever since uh, 52 and Rebirth, I'm just not into DC anymore, yeah. which is hilarious because I love DC characters, <laughs> obviously. Evan flows. 
I'm sorry? It ebb and flows. Yeah. It does. Uh, is there anything from the free comic book pull list that you were particularly interested in grabbing? I tend to like to be surprised. I don't even look and see what's going to be available. I just Neat. like to pick and choose when I get there. Neat. Well, that's awesome. Which hey, is usually near the end of the line because I'm usually yeah. too busy walking around. And, that's too much fun. Yeah. Too busy and and this year, I have a feeling people are going to be wanting to talk to you, kind of like the way we are. Probably. Uh, this is absolutely fantastic. I have to say, in deference to no one else, this is my favorite one so far. <laughs> I mean, because you've never seen an Etrigan costume. And the fact that it's this high quality is outstanding. So well, thank, thank you, you so much, much, Will, for stopping by. Outstanding work on the costume. And enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, so we're going to continue this conversation, and I know. Yeah, just give me one uh, Phil, second to get this picture. Oh, don't worry about it, man. I know you're really, really excited to talk Avengers, um, Infinity War, literally the biggest thing on the planet right now. Yeah, it's wild. And you could make a case since February that Marvel in general has been the biggest thing on the planet. Well, yeah, just stomping everything else, right? Yeah. Well, let, let's talk. Now, let, how do you feel about this? What? What? The about movie a, about or Infinity War. It's amazing. You got to think. 10 years building up to this movie to the point that, and again, we've been talking many, many times that Marvel's doing it right. And it's the fact that you can have these little characters show up in this movie that was in something from a little while ago. And oh, you, my goodness. Oh, man. Look at, this. look at that. This, this Wookiee is staring us down. I, th I feel and like he's judged. This is, I've never been more intimidated in my life. I don't see a bow gun, that, though. Oh, boy. Oh, man. That's yeah, not well, good. What, seriously, we're no, you're not having any problem from us. <laughs> you, you say jump, we'll say how high. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let, let the, the we win. let the Wookiee yeah, win. That's very good, sir. Uh, but that was a close one. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> well, Marvel. Marvel's, Whoever that was. Yeah, it was it had to be at least six five. That's right? crazy. It's a big dude. Holy crap! That is one yeah, big dude yeah. Under that Wookiee costume. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no, Marvel's been killing it, and Ooh. like the reality is. Because it's been going on so long, they, they can do those small nods. And they did it really, really well in Infinity War. And, I mean, the, the numbers say how, how great it's doing. The numbers are mind-boggling. As of yesterday, it was 300 million domestic, 800 million global. Like, that's insane. That was, what, opening week? Yeah, it's been out a week ago today. That's insane. That's insane. That movie was so fantastic too, and and again, it, when you can leave something like that, that one, it's a team movie, yeah. and team movies are terrifying, and, yes. and it's hard to do them right, and it's easy to do them wrong, and that was right. I, I left, I left feeling feelings, and it was good. I want to keep watching them, which is big. So, Infinity War, man, like. I don't know. It's it's up there for me. For are you? For the, the, um, it's not been uh, as the as, as of this recording. It has not been too long since you've seen it. Are you emotionally recovered? I mean, I was in that rare form that I think a lot of people were not, where I had just read the Infinity Gauntlet. That's a good point. So you did that on last month's yeah, uh, for our retro last month. Sixty nine. Yeah, and episode sixty nine of the panel scan. So so I knew it was leading up to the point that it leads to in the film. Um, and I think the hit hit me a little less because I know how Infinity Gauntlet plays out. So, plus, I mean, with all this, the solicits for movies coming, some of the big hits from it just didn't do what they should have done. Regardless, still very emotional, still really, very, like, sad parts to it. Um, I'm trying to dance around the specific spoilers, but yeah. I, I, I think it's pretty well known that somebody dies, at least, in it. 
So it, it, it's a big deal. Like, it, it's definitely changed the universe for at least a couple of movies. You would assume. Yeah, I you mean. You would assume. Unfortunately, you sort of outed me. And uh, I haven't seen the movie. Uh-huh. But the whole thing's been spoiled for me. It was spoiled for me before Friday. That's last week. so sad. It was spoiled for me on Thursday. That's ridiculous. There was nothing I could do about it. I think I was telling you about that yesterday. I don't yeah. really yeah, get don't too go far into, into it. it. But, I, I mean, you know, not even having seen the movie, I, I sit back and sort of am I'm baffled by what we've seen and what they've built over this amount of time. It's just And, I mean, this is, this is the shortest we're going to have to wait for another Avengers movie. It's only a year out. Yeah, it's only next year. So, and I, that, was, that was definitely intentional. They don't. They don't want the repercussions to last that long. Well, yeah. And remember, I mean, Infinity War was supposed to be a two-part movie. And is it accurate to say that this is the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because I hear a lot of those comparisons being thrown around. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like making comparisons like that. You know that. That's I, a good I, point. I, I. I think it stands alone as a movie. It's not like something I've seen before. Okay. Um, where would this fall on, on your list of the best Marvel films? Let's just say top five. You don't have to give me your five, but is it in there? Yeah. For sure? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Just because, like I said, the build-up and how well all the characters are presented in it. All right, here's a it. tougher question. Yeah. Is it the best Avengers movie? I don't think I can answer that fairly right now. To, uh, it's to definitely better than Ultron. All right, all right. We were easy. The Imperial I know, we just got closing in on us. I'm, I'm we I'm are radio static from this trooper have, in front of us. Well, we're licensed to be doing this. It's okay. The Empire gave right, us to go they're ahead. moving along. It's all right. These are not the podcasters you're looking for. Um, but, I, I mean... There's I, another Deadpool that's not fully Deadpool. That is another Deadpool. <laughs> it looks great, man. That's awesome. the third Deadpool that's not Deadpool. Goku Deadpool. It's good. Deadpool. Actually, Super Saiyan Blue Deadpool, to be exact. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if you, you, are, you cannot show up here in just a Deadpool costume, now. no, you can't. So I, again, I, I, I think I think it could be the best Avengers movie, um, but it's too fresh in my mind to make that call. Let me ask you this question. Yes, Thanos. Yeah, where does he fall on the list of Marvel villains in the movies or in the movies. general? The movies. Just go with the movies. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely up there. They handled it. They they handled him so well in the films. Up like he's where? definitely definitely different than the comics. Okay, but in terms of the cinematic villains, where would you rank him? Of what you've seen, top three. Top three. Yeah. Who, who else is in that top three? <sighs> Man, you're putting me on the spot here. I am putting you on the spot. That's what we do. Um. I don't. I don't know. Uh. Red Skull. Was he in no, the top three? No, from the movies, no. Definitely not. <coughs> like, I'm trying to run through all the Ultron? villains. Loki. Loki for, Loki for sure. Um, Doctor Doom? Not in the movies. No, Sorry, no, that was my fault. No. From the Roger Corman version. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I can't... I cannot Are we counting the X-Men movies in this case? No, I'm just thinking cinematic. of MCU. So, th- I don't know, honestly. For sure, like, I, I don't want to say he's the, he's the top. That's interesting. But, I mean, can't he's even definitely pull up one. there. I know, well, like, like I said, Loki for sure. I, I didn't mind Ronan, but I don't think they spent enough time building him up. 
Um, Nebula is kind of on the fence. I mean, Loki is though too. Like he's he's kind of a complex character in the universe. He's not necessarily a bad guy at this point. He's just, you know, interesting. I was, I was just wondering about that. Plus, I am drawing blanks on some villain names because I have something in mind that I really enjoyed, and I cannot Spoilery. remember his name. Well, no, it's from uh, who's the main villain in Doctor Strange? I don't know why I cannot. Br- I can't. Oh make yeah, that I pull. can't think of his name either. Um, that was a good villain. No, that's that's killing me because uh, he's he's honestly you know one of Doctor Strange's biggest villains. Well, it's going to come to me in the middle of this thing, and we're like, we're ah. sure. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, Avengers for sure. Like at this point. I know, I know it's been spoiled for you, but hopefully at some point you get the chance I'll to... get around to it. Yeah, I, for sure. I think I have explained on the podcast before that I am suffering from a severe case of superhero fatigue on screen. Yes. Uh, I'm still very much uh, in love with the reading them in comics, but on screen I'm, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit fatigued on it. Yeah. Well, uh, that is one successful film franchise we got going. I can't say the same for... Uh, they're brothers and sisters in the uh, over on the West, the oh DC Lord. Cinematic Universe. However, uh, DC has had a great deal of success on television. And DC finally announced their streaming service. Last April, DCWB announced its intention to launch its own streaming service, and Young Justice Season 3 and the live-action Arrowverse were attached quickly. Teen Titans adaptations were quickly mentioned as well as part of the exclusive service. We now have a name for the service as it will be known as the DC Universe. Uh, This runs a bit contrary to what I thought we were getting as I assume Warner Brothers, DC's parent company, was creating a streaming service for all of their film and TV content. After all, they do own the rights to a little something known as the Harry Potter films. Um, and on the TV side, shows such as Friends and The Big Bang Theory, to name a few. Clearly, this more than heavily implies that this is reserved for DC Comics content only, which we sort of predicted a few years ago that this was a possibility. This is a bold move, and I wonder if they are considering having multiple productions released simultaneously akin to monthly comic releases, calling it a first-of-its-kind immersive digital experience designed just for DC fans. There is no word on a price point or release, but it is slated for a 2018 uh, release, Young Justice Outsiders and the as yet officially titled Teen Titans Arrowverse show and the Harley Quinn animated series are confirmed. During the presser, DC revealed plans for an additional DC show in their lineup. And that is Swamp Thing. Yes, it is. Which... I don't. I, how do you feel about that? A Swamp Thing show? Oh, it's it's where it started. I so, mean, it started in yeah, comics, yeah, but this, the Swamp Thing show was actually quite highly regarded back in the. I never watched it. I mean, me, my, me either. I That's don't know. don't know why. Um, it was like note, one of those shows on USA at like two in the morning where you yeah. basically was like, I'm either watching this or Skinamax. Yeah, I don't know which. Uh, that Doctor Strange villain was Dormammu, by the way. Dormammu. Yeah. Uh, no, but who's the villain under it? That basically he tried to pull Dormammu out because Dormammu was just in the end, right? I, that's the one I was thinking was Dormammu. Well, Dormammu was the face in the yeah, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Anyhow, um, but Swamp Thing. I don't know. You know, that's the weird thing. I don't know that much about Swamp Thing. I, I was never a big fan. Not for lack of, like, I, I'm sure he's good. Like, everyone I talk to loves that that reads Swamp Thing, obviously. He's like, this, he's like this really great thing. And 
I just never, I never got into it. Did you ever read Swamp Thing either? No, not really. So you didn't watch it or read it. So with that, not. is there any interest in the show? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with this thing. Beer line's right there, my friend. I know where you're going. I got to make an introduction in a few minutes. All right. I, we have to go in. Thanks, though. Um, uh, I, I'm interested. I mean, uh, honestly, the DC shows they produce so far have been really, really good for okay. the most part. Um, yeah, their shows. I, I say I have superhero fatigue. I also had a child uh, about a year ago. Yeah. So that, that played into a lot of why I'm not watching these things anymore. But they've had a lot of success. I think this is a good idea. And I know, you know I'm looking forward to that Teen Titans show. Yeah, I know. You know, here's something else that DC's done. And I don't know if you heard about this. But you can only qualify this as, a, as major news. And what can only be conceived as a major coup for the DC film division, Steven Spielberg is producing and directing a Blackhawks movie. The Blackhawks is a tale of a group of daredevil fighter pilots from various allied countries during World War II who fought against the despotic Nazi movement. While not one of the marquee DC characters, this does seem right up Steven Spielberg's alley as the story has an adventurous spirit centered in and around uh, World War II. Black Hawks reteams him with the same people that produced the recently uh, major hit. It was really a huge hit right before yeah. Black Panther and... Uh, Infinity War, Ready Player One. Which, which I, I haven't seen. I read the book. I hear it was fantastic. I haven't gotten a chance to see the movie. But Steven Spielberg heading into the DC film division. What do you think about that? I mean, they need something. Yeah, I know. They're in a position now where if Aquaman stinks, they're in big trouble. Yeah, you, I, you figure if that movie sinks, you're going to get Wonder Woman 2 and that'll be it. I, it's just I, I don't know man like they just keep putting out these mediocre 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 would be a step up I, I mean I, I don't know but I, I mean I skipped I skipped Justice League because of how bad Batman vs Superman was I missed Wonder Woman because I at that point I was just like I don't care I know Wonder Woman is supposedly quite good but I just I still haven't gone back and watched it just because one superhero fatigue and two I I don't know man that DC movie universe has been Brutal. The DC movie universe is literally the Cleveland Browns of movie universes. <laughs> like seriously, you have where butts horrible, are still in the horrible, seats, horrible, but horrible, you're sad. Six. <laughs> horrible, 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 horrible. Like you have no idea where that Wonder Woman came from. There is no reason it should have been that good. That good. I mean, it stands right alongside the best of Marvel and all the other movies. You know what's funny about that? And I've said this before. They keep trying to disavow Green Lantern. Why are they hiding from that one? Yeah. It's actually got a higher Rotten Tomatoes rating than uh, some of the other <laughs> ones they've done. I, I don't know. Well, I we really we don't. We can't talk about Green Lantern. Yeah, because Justice League was so great. And I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> there there obviously are these crap movies. And I mean, even like Marvel has these hidden gems from prior to this big Marvel Cinematic Universe run. You know, our Fantastic Four films. That uh, beautiful Fantastic Four reboot from yeah. uh, a few years oh, back. God. That is. How funny is it that the Roger Corman Fantastic Four film is still the best? Still the best Fantastic Four. Which is upsetting on so many levels. Um, My but, goodness. But it is. It, it, the DC cinematic at this point, even when they're like, if they're like new Batman movie, I don't even know if I would oh, see I, it. I'm out. I don't, I don't care. even. Know, I don't care. I don't care about the Superman film. Well, you didn't. After Man of Steel, oh, you're out. Well. I, yeah, as soon as that thing, I walked out of that theater, I'm like, we got problems. Yeah. This movie sucked. Yeah, Superman killing they people is not okay. They clearly don't understand Superman. Yeah, so I I don't know. We have a bunch of guys right in front of us that seem to understand Superman just fine. We're making a movie about 
Wait a minute, I, you guys, yeah. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, we need to talk to them. I talked to you already at the, you spoke to me, and I'll prove that this is true, because I have your card right there. Oh I was wearing the Superman hockey jersey. Yes. How's it going, buddy? How's it yeah, going? Yeah, yeah, this is at Comic-Con. Right, I'm going to give them a mic. Yeah, here we go. Just take this over. we got to talk sure, about sure. this. Yeah. So I was at Comic-Con. And uh, wandering around in a super cool Superman jersey, and you guys pulled me aside. You're from the Siegel, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster Society, and one of my very good friends, a guy I taught with, Gary Kaplan, is, I believe, uh, vice president. I'm not sure uh, right now. I'm not sure about Gary, but I know Michael Shevsky's the Michael president. Michael Shevsky. Yes. And if you live in Cleveland, you're very familiar with the name Michael Shevsky. Um, we had the opportunity last year to be at the Cleveland Public Library, and we got to do some interviews from there. Uh, it was an absolutely amazing experience. Came right from there to Free Comic Book Day 2017. I knew I was. I knew I recognized <laughs> you. So <laughs> this is the panel scanners. Welcome aboard. I'm glad you guys to talk about. Please, yeah. please, please tell us what you're up to right now. So we just launched our Indiegogo campaign today. 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 I'll be on that so. thing supporting you. Trust me. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we, we appreciate whatever it. Whatever you need, we, we are here for you. Awesome. Thank you. So. So we're here handing out shirts uh, in exchange for people That's posting fantastic. the campaign on their social media. So Get on that film. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the film. So basically what it is, is it's a uh, hybrid animated documentary film. So part of it is a documentary film where it follows uh, the history of Siegel and Schuster here in Cleveland um, and the tribute statue going in in their honor. And the second part of it is it's an animated narrative film that follows Jerry and Joe up to the creation of Superman. This is outstanding. I remember hearing about this at Comic-Con this year. Um, I can't wait. I, I, anything you guys need, you've got it. Thank this you. This is an absolutely wonderful idea. How did you get involved with this? Um, a love of the character. Uh, I was, I've been a filmmaker for, uh, for a number of years, and I've w always wanted to do a story about them. And we had lost our cinematographer. He just passed away around New Year's Eve, and we were just discussing doing this film. So that sort of became the catalyst of, okay, we're going to do this now. So we started about, I want to say, almost a year ago, just getting all of the things kind of set up, and so we were able to get to the point where we are now. So... I've, I've said before, the Superman statue uh, celebration of the fact that he is a Clevelander. That's the other reason. <laughs> he is a Clevelander. This is an idea that's time has come. And it's an idea that's time has, was passed. I mean, it Way passed. Years ago. I mean, they've had a lot of false starts in this. And the fact that we haven't shouted this from the rooftops. I mean, I, I did a lot of research about this. We have, like, the garages in which the first Apple computer was made designating a landmark. We have like the Google, the guys who created Google, their, their what apartment was designated a national landmark. How the hell did it take us that long to get Superman's house, or uh, Jerry Siegel's house, was it Schuster's? Well, was thankfully, the Siegel and Schuster Society yeah, were able to do that. Yeah, Schuster's house was demolished years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, it was an apartment building, and, and yeah, they did knock it down, and there's a house there now, and they have the nice fence. Yeah, but the house is where they did most of the work. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah uh, it was this, where... Uh, the fact, we, we should have been shouting this, like, you know what? You have all that. We have Superman. We do okay? have Superman. We have Superman. Well, thank, thankfully, we've got the Siegel & Schuster Society yeah, really been absolutely pushing wonderful. forward with the license plates, the statue at Hopkins. I got one of those. 
it's it's fantastic and and they've been definitely championing that getting that statue put in so what's the name of the indiegogo campaign that i'll be uh, supporting secret identity you? the origin of superman secret so. identity the origin of superman and uh how's the production going uh well we're just getting started so we've kind of set up all the puzzle pieces so we can put the puzzle together now we yeah. need to raise the funding and that's what we're doing right now so in that process some of the things you'll see on the page or some of the artwork and we actually have a test animation scene you were telling me about this uh, that, that's in there as well it's very exciting it's it's this has been over 10 years that i've wanted to do this so well i i this has got to happen we got to make this happen <laughs> um do you want to tell them a little bit about the campaign uh, well, there's not much to tell other than uh, please go check it out. Uh, it's, go to latemorningfilms.com. It'll take you right on that page to a link to where you can donate. Right there is the fundraiser video where you can see a lot of the little pieces that we'd like to put into the film, some of the okay. inspiration for the film. Um, and yeah, just share, 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 share. We're going to be doing the online campaign for the next 60 days, um, and then we'll be doing private fundraising as well. So. Are there any incentives, any rewards for uh, There's tons of stuff, and I, if I wasn't up for 36 hours, I'd list them all off for you. Understood. <laughs> uh, what's your name again, bud? Rob Montague. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck with the campaign. Good luck with the movie. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us sure, yeah, for anything you need. We'd love to have you back on closer to the film. Uh, we're, I'm really excited about it. I, I think you know this is a, a history that's uniquely Cleveland. And uh, I really hope it happens. So uh, good luck, and uh, well, hopefully we'll be talking to you again soon. Yeah, if you if you if you'd be interested at some point, you could always just come on and talk about the whole thing on one of our shows. That'd be great. Yeah, you have, we, you have all awful. the contact info, right? Uh, sure, I got oh, his card. Wonderful. It's been in my wallet. All right, thank you. All right, thanks, well, bud. Thank you very much. Well, good luck. Nice talking to you. Get them all thank out you. the rest of the night, man. Thank Everyone, you hear this? You gotta support oh, this you campaign. A, you didn't get a shirt, Darren. You got a shirt? I got one. I didn't get you one. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry about it. Large. Does this count as a social media? Yeah. Oh, nah, nice. Thank you so it's much. It's also shared. It's going to be shared on our Twitter. It's on our Facebook Twitter, right now. Instagram. Yeah, Facebook, I'll throw it up there Facebook, on all that whatever. stuff. Thank you Thank so you much, guys. guys. Good luck with the Have campaign. We're here for you. Man, that's so cool. I love I love local What's stuff up? like that. Oh, am I? Yes. <laughs> You're I'm in, in it. I'm in the video. That's awesome. Are you serious? Yes. All right, that's now amazing. I really got to support this thing. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, no, like, that is so cool. Better get residuals. Oh, um, man. Wow, that's great. That's you know, awesome. Only at Carol and John's Free Comic Book Day could you have an experience like that. That was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. The Empire's back. Don't move. Don't move. Let them pass. They're going by. All right. We are not the podcasters you're looking for. We already established this. <laughs> They've moved on. Okay. So we were talking Ooh. Spielberg as, as that Wookie doesn't come back. Man. All right. Yeah, Spielberg to DC. I mean... That that that's kind of mind-boggling. I don't know how. Yeah. I, I, from everything I've read, this is confirmed. This isn't a well. There's rumors that well, he may be considering. No, apparently he's doing. From what I understand, he's going to do um, Indiana Jones, the next Indiana Jones, which we'll get to that at some point. Uh huh. And he's going to do Blackhawks next. Yeah, and I mean, so, I think I think that's really cool that for DC because it's right now Steve Spielberg seems to be back on his game. He was off for a little while. <laughs> So it's it's good yeah, to see. Yeah, I'm really sad I didn't catch Ready Player One in the theaters, but people said it was really a return yeah. to form for him. I mean, it's still Which out there. Like it's, uh, <coughs> it's coming at the right time. That's fantastic news. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will see Blackhawks for sure. 
that feels like, yeah, th this feels like right up Steven Spielberg's alley. I'm all for it. Well, other comic book movies, and this this is weird because I'm not that familiar with the comic, but I know the person that is on the project. Another major director. R Ridley Scott. Yes. Is to direct a movie of Queen and Country. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't read Queen and Country. Do you, do you know anything about the comic? I'm afraid I don't. Me either. And I, I, I hate to say it, I didn't really get the time to do any research on it, but I, the fact that Ridley Scott's name is attached to it intrigues me. It seems westerny, for sure. for sure. So I, I, I don't know. Has really Scott done like a west? Maybe it's a western sci-fi. I don't, I don't know anything about it at all. I was hoping I, you did. I mean, he's a, he's an elite filmmaker. Well, yes, but so, I don't know. It, it's Legendary. interesting. I mean, it, he's right up there with Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I just saw him. Uh, I just watched a little bit of that James Cameron sci-fi show. He's he's talking to like major directors about sci-fi. He talks to Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and Ridley Scott's one of them, and the interviews are just absolutely amazing. So it's something you should check out. This is, if you tell, uh, Ridley Scott's a guy who'll get me out of my seat and go to the theater. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's actually interesting me enough to check out the comic as well. Oh, sure. So for I mean, sure. if, it, if it's enough to draw a name like that, it has to be good. I, I, I must confess, I'm not very familiar with Queen and Country, though. No. Um, moving on, and I feel like we should, probably should have followed up our guests with this news, but yeah. we're, we're a little bit off on a run now, which is totally fine. We have to save room for these sort of authentic and organic experiences. Time has arrived, everybody. Uh, yeah, Brian yeah. Michael Bendis is now on Superman, and uh, everything I am hearing is exactly what I want to hear. Um, there's not much to say about it so far, as his arcs are still in their infancy. Having begun with Action Comics 1000, by the way. Um, but his promise to return Superman to his roots and focus on Clark Kent as a reporter excite me beyond belief. Uh, y you know, there is no mention of my least favorite thing about Superman, which is people trying to figure out what he means <laughs> for a modern audience. In fact, uh, one of the Easter eggs we, or maybe not Easter eggs, little hints is that he's in the uh, newsroom of the Daily Planet, or not uh, the bullpen of the Daily Planet, and he's talking about where Lois Lane is, and Perry says, well, she's gone off to write a novel, and you get an indication that Superman knows that that's not the truth, so there's a little bit of mystery behind huh. it. It really feels like this is back to basics Superman, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to get going. He's, he's now the full Reddit, I believe, on both Action and Superman, so this is great. See, it's a little bit of a downer for me, because now I know that he's off of the Miles Morales Spider-Man book, yeah. which has been so good since Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, I literally picked up the last issue of it today. Did you really? Bendis, Bendis is done, and, and now he's moving on to your guy, so... Yeah, you know what? Uh, Superman needs some love. It's been a long time. I know. I know you need it. You definitely yeah, yeah, need it I, in your life. Yeah, I definitely did it. And something else that, that you need I, in your life. <laughs> oh boy. We have any Stranger Things fans uh, in the vicinity? Stranger Things season three prison production, you guys. Oh yeah. Here we go. Stranger Things It'll be season up. three. October's right around the corner, man. It's they haven't really released uh, an official date yet. It's gonna be Halloween again. <coughs> We'd assume. Yeah. Uh, they released a teaser trailer this week showing what I presume was the actors. For preparing for a table read. Can't really call it a teaser as there was no video of the actors as characters. Mostly the teaser comprised of shots of the actors from behind entering a sound stage to music from the show. Name cards revealed a few names, including Carrie Elways. You know who he is, right? No. Carrie Elways is the Dread Pirate Roberts from Princess Bride. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, he is going to be playing the mayor of Hawkins, Indiana. And in true 80s film fashion, he's not a very nice mayor, Phil. No. Uh, this is nothing but good news. Um, I think this is going to be fantastic. Seasons one and two have been absolutely remarkable. Outstanding. Remarkable. Outstanding show. I am already counting the days to season three, and I don't even know when it comes out. Uh, so I, I can't wait for season three. I'm, uh, I'm there with you, man. It's it's one of those shows that came out of nowhere and hit me, and it's just been so good. I've always said that the people who created that show must have accessed my personal century matrix and said, we need to combine all of the things that this person loves and put it into one show. <laughs> and they were very successful. Oh, Yeah. Look at this, Star Trek fans. I knew we'd find some. Yeah. How's it going, you guys? We're actually just about to talk about the two Star Trek movies that are in production right now. Are you aware of these? Quentin Tarantino. And some lady. Well, I guess what it is, it's the continuation of the Kelvin timeline is one of them. And then Quentin Tarantino is still in play. We don't know the specifics behind that one. Is that right? Right. Yeah. So are you excited about these? I'm leery because I've never seen, uh, I can't think of Quentin Tarantino actually doing Star Trek. It does, it does kind of boggle the mind. What's your name, bud? Tracy. Tracy, it's nice to meet you. Nice. Old school Star Trek fan, I take it. Original series? Yes. Me too. Yes. Me too. Big yes. time fans of the original series. Yeah. Um, did you see Discovery at all? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. Yeah. But uh, what, uh, so what brings you here, Carolyn Johnson tonight? The beer? That and uh, we're here usually every year. Yeah. And uh, we want to represent on May the Fourth. We with you. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, a little bit of a contrarian angle here. Right. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for stopping by. I'm right. sorry to mean your gorilla style there, but it just so happens on our news feed we're talking Star Trek, and you guys happen to walk right in front of right. me. So thanks for stopping by. All right, thanks. Well, have a great rest of your evening. You Thank you. Yeah, so he's right, though. Uh, the, the Quentin Tarantino movie is one of the two Star Trek movies that is in some form of production. I just um, He's not confirmed to direct it yet. I'm all for it. I, 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 I am figure too, why not. It's going to be weird. It, it, I, don't, I don't see Tarantino dialing it back just because it's Star Trek. I just don't. Why? I mean, you know, uh, my assumption he's going to get something not named Kirk Picard or anything, or the Enterprise. <laughs> Or maybe he will. I, I don't um, know. But one of the the other movie that was confirmed is the fourth movie in the continuation of the Kelvin timeline. It was up in the air. They weren't sure if they were going to make it, which was sad, considering the current crew has done a remarkable job, given an impossible task, which was replace the original actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paramount announced that the, both films are in development, and the fourth film in the timeline of uh, the Kelvin timeline is confirmed. Um, I really hope they both happen. Yeah. I, I, I've enjoyed all three of the new Star Trek films. I thought they'd been great. And I've always been the one that says, if you don't like them, you've got 700 plus episodes plus all those other movies. Yeah. There's plenty out there. And there's more to come. Yeah, it's, it's never come. ending. Well, something else that I think actually you would be more interested in than me in this. but Maybe. Hasbro. After you know their announcement of all these movies that they are going to be doing, the uh, Visionaries, Micronauts, Rom, uh, they have now announced to this universe that they are going to release Mask, which stands for Mobile Armored Strike Command. And it has no release date, but F. Gary Gray is attached to the film. I'm not very familiar with him, but I do know 
He's directed those Fast and Furious yeah. films. Yeah, okay. yeah. It seems like a uh, right up this guy's alley, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like a motorized strike team. Like, I, I don't know Mask, like, at all. Yeah, You're more of the Hasbro guy than I am. Well, it was a toy line from the 80s that was built off the, uh, the success of the Transformers. Yeah. Um, or the vehicles were heavily modified into basically war machines. Now, Hasbro is trying to build their cinematic universe, mm -hmm. and other films that have been announced are Visionaries, Micronauts, and ROM Space Knight. I'd like to point out that none of these have actually made it into production, let alone theaters, so I would take any news about Mask with a grain of salt. Yeah. All right. Also, something weird and something that I'm also not big on, but man... There are a lot of people that I interact with on a daily basis that talk about this thing. Uh, this weird phenomenon of these Battle Royale games. Uh, one of the big ones is Fortnite. If uh, Marvel is the biggest thing in the universe right now, Fortnite might be right behind it. Yeah, that or PUBG. But uh, Fortnite is a Battle Royale game, and they just started their new season. And with their new season, they uh, kind of had superhero-inspired costumes. They have a Black Panther, Deathstroke, Wonder Woman, and a Doctor Doom-inspired outfit. I say inspired because they don't look exactly like them, but there is no way that these things are not based off of these characters. Uh, looking at the screenshots, the Doctor Doom one, they have a green hood, and they have like a cyborg face. Like It's definitely Doctor Doom. Uh, Black as Panther close as one. we are legally allowed to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, because I'm pretty Understood. sure that they couldn't legally get both DC and Marvel uh, properties mixed into their game. So that was one of their big things. New season, you can dress like a superhero. So they do this by seasons. That's interesting. I've never actually heard about this. Yeah. Uh, a, a battle royale style online MMO done by seasons. Well, it's not MMO. It's not? No. Yeah, every, th every time It's not massively multiple online player? Is that... Well, yeah, or I guess MMOP. it is. Yeah, I just always amuse the RPG tag to the end of that. So, oh, yeah, I it is right. MMO, I guess. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people play the game. I am not one of them. Well, finally, in While We Were Ray, in a story that I have been following for some time now, Billy Mitchell. Do you know who Billy Mitchell is? I do. He was once the holder of the highest ever Donkey Kong score. He was. Uh, during the uh, heyday of the arcades, he held the world record for Donkey Kong. If you see a picture of this guy, you've seen him. He's He's been more than happy to place himself out there as the yeah. face of video game records yeah, over the years. Yeah, he was part of that documentary, Fistful of Quarters. Yeah, I'm yeah. About to, you're exactly right. Well, I reported last month on the podcast... Uh, that he had been stripped of his records by Twin Galaxies. Twin Galaxies is the official record keeper for online, or not online, just video game scores. High scores, speed runs, Twin Galaxies is the official keeper. And in fact, Guinness Book of World Records uses them to keep tab. Well, Guinness has announced, the Guinness Book of World Records, that the titles for Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, Billy Mitchell has been stripped of both. Um, his name has been removed from any other leaderboard on which it appeared. The news follows Twin Galaxies tripping Mitchell of his records in March after it was discovered that his records were not achieved on an arcade machine. Oh, boy. Mitchell was using emulators, which can be likened to, I suppose, PED use in the Olympics, corking your bat in baseball. As the games on emulators can be sometimes sped up or slowed down, uh, a game, maybe Mario's jump was just a little bit higher. Maybe Pac-Man was just a little bit faster. 
Game scores must be achieved using the original circuit board. That's one of the qualifications yes. for breaking a record, is you have to use the original circuit board. As a result, he is banned. All scores erased, barred from any future competitions or score submissions. What a punk. Yep. This all comes after a decade of contention upon the release of the excellent 2007 documentary, The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. In that documentary, Mitchell attempts to have a high score disqualified for not using an authentic circuit board. Steve Wiebe, a mathematical engineer by trade and at that time studying to be a teacher, had unseated Mitchell with a high score of 1,600,000 on a Donkey Kong arcade machine that he had purchased. The machine featured the original circuit board that had been refurbished, and there is a whole sordid affair behind who refurbished that circuit board, which really paints Mitchell as the heavy in this case. It was refurbished by Mitchell's, I guess, his arch rival and nemesis. So he went after Weeby, who really had, if you saw the film, yeah. he seemed like the nicest guy on the planet. Using such a board was not unheard of, and Weeby's intentions were pure, but Mitchell makes enough of a fuss that Weeby's score was disqualified. Shortly after, Mitchell submitted a low-fi VHS tape to Twin Galaxies of his record-setting 1,047,200 attempt, which he cajoled Twin Galaxies into accepting. While Weeby would eventually leapfrog Mitchell once again, it is the tape that Mitchell submitted plus the bonus features on the King of Kong DVD that proved instrumental in proving the duplicitous, duplicitous nature of Mitchell's records. Mitchell denies all claims that he has stated that the truth will come out, though he has yet to produce any evidence. I consider this fairly fascinating. It should be noted that Mitchell sat in 20th place with Weeby ahead of him in 19th uh, as of earlier today. The current record holder for Donkey Kong is Robbie Lakeman, a former competitive poker player with a score of 1,247,700. Anyway, kind of seems like after all this time, Mitchell got his comeuppance. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? If you it? see that movie, that guy just comes off as... A smug jerk? There's better. There's no better way to put it. I yeah, guess. he's not great. Hey, it does seem like he did a lot of charity work, so he's not a terrible guy, but no. it's just like he couldn't let this go. No, I mean, people get cocky when it comes to that type of thing, you know? They're, they think that they're number one, and it's just... Let it go, man. Yeah, sometimes oh, you. Some, sometimes there's someone better. Oh, there's God, Chewbacca he's here. back. Don't move. Don't, don't look Chewie at it. Chewie is right there. Don't make eye contact with the Wookiee. That's not Chewbacca, though. No. We spoke to these guys last year. I believe so. This is fantastic. I'm pretty sure you are way it. bigger than those guys. I would not mess with a Wookiee. Captain Phasma yeah. approaching. I see you somehow managed to survive again. Things have not gone well for you, Captain Phasma. Let's just throw that out there. We are all behind you 100%. But... Uh, this has not gone well. Do you want? Is there anything you'd like to say to anyone who may be supporters of you, like us? I am all about survival. You certainly are. You're looking quite well for having fallen down a fiery hole yet again. I'll be back. We hope so. We hope so. Could you do something the next time around? I am hoping. We are too. Well, yeah, the costume looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, <laughs> what an amazing job. Thank 
Thank you. Uh, well done, well done. Thank you. You Were you here last year as Phasma? I feel like you were. Not as Phasma. You were a Jedi, weren't you? Um, I don't think she has to answer that question. That would explain how she survived. <laughs> I can't answer that. Yes, you can. I came with a Wookiee. I came with a Wookiee. <laughs> That's true. That is a damn handsome Wookiee. <laughs> Were you Jedi Master Sunshine or something like that? I was. See, I knew it. I was right about that. I told you. Yeah, you guys were here last year. You guys were absolutely fantastic. <laughs> that is the yes, best. That was me. Yeah, you, you yelled at me for saying it was Chewbacca. How I, I felt bad for it making a mistake. Wanta. Yeah, I was wrong. I was one hundred percent incorrect. Wanta. Yeah. That's a you guys look absolutely outstanding. This is amazing. Did you make this yourself? It's all him. Oh, well, wow. Wookiees are very mechanically inclined. That, yeah, that's impressive. Uh, that's for sure. I need, that's a, for sure. I need to get a picture of them as well. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Shining, saw, shining your good work. Uh, a one-time guest of the panel scanners floating around here somewhere. I'm trying to wrangle this guy. My friend Matt Larson. He's here somewhere. I'll find him. I'll have to introduce you to him. Thank you, guys. Uh, wonderful. Well, we are. Uh, would you guys be interested in playing some comic book trivia? No, no, no. no. Right. Someone's got to. Anyone in the vicinity? You want to do some comic book trivia? I know you're working. Sure. All right. Well, here we go. All right. So um, the way this works is you're going to get a multiple choice question about a topic of your choosing out of a list, of course. Okay. Uh, there'll be, well, depending on what you do, we'll kind of explain the rules once you pick what you'd want. All right. uh, so first, what is your name? Todd. Todd, uh, welcome to the panel scanners. Uh, so I'm going to give you an option. Uh, so did you already Before burn? You, uh, you burned play, your Batman, Do you right? want to know what you might win? Sure. It's this comic book right here. It's a classic 1982. Oh. So if you like comics, this is the one for you. If you're not interested, we no, totally no, understand. I am. I am. All right. Well, in a few minutes, actually in our next episode, which we're recording later tonight, I'm going to do a retroactive view of the X-Men and the Teen Titans crossover from 1982. Okay. That is the uh, issue right there that you have a chance to win right, right now. So Great. if he doesn't get it right and anyone in the vicinity wants to take a crack <laughs> at it, you might want to hang around in this area for a second. All right. Did you already bur you, you burned your uh, you burned your Batman, right? I have two other Batmans. All right. You so to. your choices are Superman, Star Trek, Batman, Spider-Man, the symbiotes from Spider-Man, the Avengers, or mutants? Mutants. Mutants. All right. Let me uh, let me get in here. All right. So, Todd, there are four mutants here, three of which actually exist. One does not. All right. Uh, let me find the right list. All right. So, which of these characters is not a real mutant? Vulcan, Gabriel Summers, lifeguard, Heather Cameron. Maggot, Jafeth, or Mouse, Elliot Mavers? Mouse. That is correct. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Two trivia questions, two right answers. Well, sir, you have won yourself a classic copy of 1982's uh, X-Men versus the Teen Titans. I'm going to be doing a review of that in a little bit here. It's awesome. It is. If you're a classic comic fan, you're going to love that thing. You wanted it, Dan, didn't you? You wanted it really bad. No, you didn't get back soon I'm enough. I'm really sorry. 
Yeah, we well, don't get to do that, so you get punished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's our fault, I guess. All right. So one last thing before uh, we close this out, yeah? Before we move on to our next little section. Which is? Comic book creators. Ah, yes. Artists or writers that for some reason you will follow to the ends of the earth. And I'll start this one because this should be no surprise to anybody who listens to this show. Rick Remender. Yeah. I can, literally, literally, if I hear Remender is working on something, I won't even do research on it. I will pick up that book. What was the first Remender book you remember? Uh, the beautiful run on X-Force. All right. Uh, so that's kind of where I was really introduced to him. And then How I started, long ago was that? I didn't read that until we started doing this podcast. Oh, wow. So that was my first introduction to him. And I was like, oh, man. And I was like, oh, this guy's done some other stuff. And then I started, like, tripping down the line. And then I found Black Science. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. And now, what, Seven to Eternity, um, Deadly Class, that uh, new one that just came out, Death of Glory. It, it's just, it keeps going. And, like, literally, they mentioned one of his earliest works, Fear Agent, which I had not read, that they're doing new trade paperbacks. They're doing three different sets of them that have ten issues per. And uh, it's going to collect the whole series. And I didn't even think twice. I was like, throw it in my file because it's Rick Remender. And I've yet to be let down by the man. Anytime I think his stuff is getting a little shaky, it always comes together at the end. And that's why we gave out that issue of Black Science earlier tonight because I think people should be reading his stuff because it's that good. It's, it's just one of those things. He's one of the, and because of him, I was introduced to some of my favorite artists, um, Mateo Scalera, who now, if I see that name on top of any book, I know his art is fantastic, uh, and I, I just can't stay away from so it. So much good. It is amazing. What All about right, you, Darren? Well, let's go back and forth here. Let's, okay. let's do it this way. Okay, so you're not going to be surprised about this one. All right. One of my favorites, uh, who, uh, who has earned my trust, Joshua Williamson. Yeah? Uh, ghosted, Birthright. The Flash even did a really interesting run for Disney's The Haunted Mansion, and of course, Nailbiter. Nailbiter. So the demented, good. I picked up the end of that twisted tale. Oh, that was so good. Nailbiter was so good. Yeah, Nailbiter was fantastic. I can see my friend Matt Larson. I don't know if he can hear us, but I'm looking right at him. Oh, well. That's not him. <laughs> How you doing, bud? Excellent. Um,. Oh, Joshua Williamson's so good. The fact that he can go from something like Nailbiter to The Flash yeah. um, is pretty impressive stuff. I really enjoy everything he's done so far. Um, I don't know what else to say. Did you, know, you read I, any of his Flash run? I sure did. Okay. I read probably the first 12 to 15 issues he did. I didn't remember you talking about you know, it. That's why well, was... you know why? Because I think the marching orders from DC might have been that it needs to echo the TV show. Gotcha. The TV show was good. TV show was excellent, but I just kind of felt like I was getting the same thing out of both. Kind of feeling the same way, Dan? Did you read The Flash with uh, recently? <coughs> All right. Yeah, the show's good. The show's good, but the, I think the comic... I mean, they started including characters from the TV show. I, you know, I haven't watched this season. I really love The Flash. Well, I had a child also with my wife, which, you know, suddenly. Well, yeah, sure, it sure is. That is the, it's the, it's the excuse. It is the excuse. This is not, you know, I, do you have children? 
do not. By exactly. Design. Exactly. <laughs> that was me okay. for. No, I've seen. I've seen. Forty-two years. I've seen what's happened to him since. That's what I thought, and then I had one. I'm like, you know what? The world needs more of this. It's just not true at all. He is so my wife. Um, yeah, he is. But uh, yeah, I, I you know the shows were great, but it's. It goes along with my whole superhero fatigue thing right now. It's yeah, like, it's just too right. much. It's way There's too much. This, yeah, just everything's going to be out there now. Just th- throw a rock and you're going to hit a superhero show or movie at this point. It's stark contrast to growing up where it was like if one came out every two years, like, oh, my God, I don't even care if it's good. I just want to see it. Yeah, now if you cough, um, you end up on something. <coughs> that's true. Yeah. Okay, who's your next one, bud? Uh, you know, this one is, is definitely more recent. Dan Slott. Yes. Because I, I, I really started enjoying his Spider-Man run, and then I picked up Silver Surfer. And remember how much I loved that Silver Surfer run? Yeah, that was really good. It literally replaced my Doctor Who. It was that good. Like, kind that was my concept, Doctor Who. Right? It is. Yeah. The traveling the universe with a companion. There's Miss Marvel. And then, uh, and now I, that he is off Spider-Man, it is pushing me to, for the first time in my career as a comic book collector... <laughs> To pick up a Fantastic Four book. Nice. Hey, man. Well, Pacelli's on it, who used to do the art for uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, Sarah Pacelli, which is, again, great artist. Yeah. So it's hard not to follow something like that. And I'm, I am kind of interested in see what's been going on with Fantastic Four. They've been out of the universe for a couple years now. Because they totally botched every possible cinematic. Like, you know what's funny about that from what I've seen? The DC Cinematic Universe thinks the Fantastic Four movies are bad. Yeah, that's... Like, even they're like, yeah, we suck, but damn. Well, because the last reboot, they're like, and this? And th- and the guy that was Human Source decided, how about I go and be in Black Panther so nobody forgets I was in this movie? Holy crap, get yeah, me out of this Yeah, it thing. was oh, terrible. Yeah, if you're Johnny Storm in a Fantastic Four movie, it just means you're going to be a better Marvel character Yeah, no, point. for sure. That, that's just what... That it has been the M.O., hasn't it? Yeah, it really that's has. Great. It really has. It's like, yeah, I might have been in that one, but it was just to get my foot in the door. Yeah, so there's there's your secret to Hollywood success. Get cast as Johnny get, Storm. Get cast as Johnny Storm, you'll be, you be a better movie hero. Soon. Don't worry, the movie you're in sucks right now. There's nothing you can do about it. But soon you'll be in much better shape. Trust us. Oh man! All right, Darren, give me one more. Just I've one got a more. Bunch more, dude. I've got a bunch. Yeah. More. I couldn't narrow this list down. In fact, one of the things I thought about doing was since we do read a lot of our comics, come on over, man. Don't <laughs> think you're getting away from us now. All right. We're going to continue with this in a second. got to make an introduction. Okay. Because this man right here, Mr. Matt Larson, coming to join us, a friend of mine, he has been on an episode of the Panel Scanners. He did the wrestling one that I was not part of? No, yeah. he did not. Which one was this? He was in the Super uh, the Star Wars special we did earlier oh, or late right. last year. When you couldn't finish out the episode, so we yes. all like, bailed we out. we had yeah. all kinds of weird things, so I asked uh, Matt was gracious enough yeah. to come on and let me talk at him about uh, Star Wars comics that... No one should read. Yeah, no. Uh, so, Matt, uh, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming out. No, nothing. I just appreciate it. You said you were going to be out here, so I figured I'd come out here and lend my support, man. Well, thank you very Absolutely. much. It's been a pretty good night. We just got... You walked in. There's no one here. And then you walked in, and we got slammed. The people from the Siegel & Schuster Society are making uh, an Indiegogo movie. Or they have a campaign on Indiegogo that apparently I'm in the video for. Um, and it was... It's Gosh, I forget the title of it already. Uh, Secret <laughs> Identity, the origin of the Secret Identity, I believe. Secret Identity, the origin of Superman, Siegel and Schuster Society. They're producing it in conjunction with the Siegel and Schuster Society. Um, I'm going to get my thoughts together on this, and really, uh, we're going to push them as hard as you can. These guys are fantastic. But uh, comic books, and now, when we hung out one time, you bought Punisher comics. Is he, oh, yeah. 
Is he your favorite character? No, 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 no. But he is definitely one of the ones I really, really enjoy. Well, what sure. about the Punisher do you like? The darkness of it, the grittiness of it, I think there's just a component of it that's not all that campy, but at the same time it still enjoys a little bit of the campiness, like the way that pulpy kind of aspect of it, I really, really enjoy it. But it's dark, so I enjoy that too. So who's your Punisher? Dolph Lundgren? No. <laughs> no, it's none Should of the movie be, right? versions. The movie versions have been terrible. The one that probably captured him the best Thomas is Jane? definitely the TV version. Yeah. For How many have there been? The one on Netflix, yeah. Well, the guy on Netflix, like, oh, and I watched the season two of Daredevil, I'm like, there it is. I mean, the, the bar was not set too high, let's be honest. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, no, it's fantastic. I thought it was great. It was the best version I've seen. So Did you have any of the beer? What's that? Yeah, yeah, I did, actually. How was it? It's tasty. I had the, uh, see, the pale ale. Not the IPA, but the pale ale. It was really, really good. So uh, what other comics do you read? What other comics have you been I know you were into The Preacher. I did. I read The Preacher back in high school. I read Books of Magic. I got into The Sandman. I was a big Neil Gaiman fan when I was growing up, so that was yeah. kind of it Have you seen me. the show at all? What's that? Have you seen the show at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. For you sure. like it? Well, that and actually the one that I've gotten excited about is the American Gods that they've released on, um, oh, what is that, Stars? Is that correct? It's fantastic. It's a really, really good interpretation of the book. He's one of the best. So, yeah, That's he was one of the ones I did. How in the blue hell did you get away from home tonight? What's that? How did I get away from home? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? My wife is very gracious. No, I have a second job. I was there at my second job, so I decided I'd swing by here after work. This man, like three weeks ago, had twins. Yeah. Well, his wife had twins. Yeah, yeah. So I was there just to watch the, watch the impressiveness that was. It was awesome. So, um, have, you, have you ever been to this event before? Never. It's, Never. it's a bit surprising, isn't it? This is outstanding. This is a yeah, really cool Yeah, this is cool pretty awesome. And where else are you going to see Deadpool Ric Flair, who is standing <laughs> right there? <laughs> it's outstanding. That's the best. This is... I. I I don't know where I end and he begins. I really don't. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm in awe of this whole thing. There was a Deadpool Dragon Ball Z walking around as well. There's a Deadpool Dragon Ball Z, a Deadpool Ric Flair, and a Deadpool Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty, yeah. So you cannot <laughs> come here, as I said earlier, you cannot come here in just a Deadpool costume. Nope, nope, it's too Though, late. That ship is so gone. Here he is again. Don't move. Do not look behind you, Matt. The giant Wookiee. Oh, I saw that, yeah. All right. Um, well, so what? explain your costume. Oh, I dressed up as a guy who just got off work. Ah, uh, interesting. Uh, sorry, it's a lame comic book, but... I have a very important question for you. What is it? Baker Bayfield, number six, have you ordered your jersey? <laughs> oh, this is a point of contention between Darren and I, but yeah, I have not ordered it yet. But yet implies that I will eventually get it. This, okay. I still stand by my wait and see mantra, but uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, do that... I've got a better question for you. Right. Have you seen Infinity War yet? No. No, I have not. Have you? I did yesterday. Your thoughts. Go ahead. Oh, you guys, well, here. I, no. Hold on. No, 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 no. I can't. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, okay. I cannot act like I was a fan of the comic book series in that regard. Like, I'm not going to well, say the I was a truest. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, a yeah, truest. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it was. But in terms of a cinematic experience, outstanding. Yeah, I know, right? And, I mean, I, there were moments where I'm sitting there, and I was like, I mean, I couldn't say anything. I mean, it's, it's really weird when you're in the theater, and you want to utter something, and you just simply can't. And I mean, to think about the fact that that is a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yes. Did it feel like you were sitting there for two-and-a-half hours? It felt like it was really cool. I kind of felt like I was binge-watching one of my favorite TV shows. Yeah. And it was just the way that it took all the characters that I'd been living with for ten years and just put them all in one really well-paced movie. I just was floored. And, and that's the thing that, that I, I've been 
champion the whole time is mm -hmm. the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe did such a good job introducing every single character that there were little nods in it. There was the nod toward the the battle in Wakanda during Black Panther, a little nod between the two tribes. Sure. The whole thing where um, even like the collector being in there and all these like little things that have been building up that nowhere had been introduced in a previous Guardians movie that all this stuff was there and there's no need for explanation. Nope. But we, we got two backstories in that movie. Right. Gamora, Thanos. Correct. That's it. Who stole the movie. Yeah. Stole that movie. What a great, great interpretation of him. Outstanding character. Because he was morally complex. Like, you understood who he was doing. And that's the part that I thought was outstanding. Yeah. It, the, the actual that there was, like, a deep sadness, no matter how cruel he was. Yes. And that he truly felt like it was the best thing to do. Yes. Like, yes. Just, oh, oh. I just thinking what about it. What a tragic extreme. character. Yeah, he oh, was so good. So I, good. I, I remember I was sitting there. I saw it at about, I finished it at about 4 o'clock, because, like you said, it was two and a half hours long. Yeah. Finished it at four o'clock, and I'm sitting there having dinner with my wife and my son, and, and you know it's about like two and a half hours later, and I'm still my jaw is still on the ground. I just couldn't get over it. I I literally couldn't find the words when it was oh, done. Like I went so with good. I went with my buddy Scott, and we were talking about it afterward. And one, we were both kind of like, this might be the best Marvel movie that's happened so far. For sure, it, it's 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 yep. it's up there for sure. Yep. And second, I don't know how I feel about everything. And third, the whole Spider-Man thing. Was heart wrenching. Oh, I, uh, I, I. Are we allowed to do spoilers? I feel he's, he know he knows it. <laughs> okay, and okay. I mean, at this at this point, like, right. I think it's pretty fair to say if you haven't seen yes. it and you're listening to a comic book podcast, that's fair, that's you fair. might be asking for it. <laughs> I guess we'll do spoiler alerts. But there was a person that I was working with in my other job, and I was just talking to her. I said, "Which death killed you the most?" Yeah. And she came. I forget what her lame answer was, but mine had to be Spider Man. It was just. Oh, it just the, broke my heart. The two that people have argued the most for me is Spider-Man, of course, yes. and Gamora. Yeah. Because that was well, brutal. Yes. But that gets back to what we were talking about before about Thanos. Thanos actually having really, emotions yeah, and yeah. like not just being this. Oh. I liked I liked the interpretation that instead of it being about him serving death, mm -hmm. it was that his planet was destroyed because of this thing. Mm -hmm. So he felt that this was the best thing to do. It just such good storytelling. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been waiting 10 years for this. It just, <laughs> I mean, really, really, we've been waiting since the first Avengers movie, so not sure. quite 10 years. But, but when, when he showed up at the, after the credits of that yeah. first Avengers movie, yeah. we're like, man, Thanos is coming. Yeah. We're here waiting years later. We're like, this better be worth the wait. Well, he was and worth it. He was absolutely worth, every worth bit the, of the wait. wait. Yeah. That, oh, man, yeah. I, I, I haven't left a movie like just feeling that. That good about Shook, something, yeah. and, and that and I'm not. This is the first time I think in my whole existence as a moviegoer that someone has hyped a movie, mm -hmm. and I go and I'm like, you didn't hype it enough. Like it was, I, I normally let down in those situations. That's what happened to me with the first Deadpool movie. It was like it's so funny, it's so good. Yeah. And I saw, I was like, yeah, it was good, but everybody made it seem like it's going to be so good that I, I it lost something. But Infinity War did not. I, I purposely did stay away from, I didn't watch all of the trailers that were released on like IMDb or you know anything like that. I really did try guy, to avoid. I don't watch trailers. Yeah, I, well, especially with this one, I really wanted to keep myself out of the loop as much as possible so that the movie could be an initial, like a really original experience. And mm -hmm. it, it killed it. It and, was great. And again, we saw no matter how dark and ridiculous it was, there's still comedy. Mm -hmm. There's still good mm -hmm. relationships. They still mess with each other. Yep. The whole the whole Star Lord talking to Thor and <laughs> deep, making his voice deeper and stuff like those little those little pieces are so important in a movie like that. That's the one part there I, that was a nice carryover because you talked about how those other movies kind of really carried mm -hmm. into the uh, to this one here. But the fact that like the you really could not have. 
if you didn't watch Thor Ragnarok, it really didn't make sense the very beginning of it. And the, the tone of that, carrying and turning Thor almost into a comedian was a really smart move in that last movie. Well, there. Ragnarok was... That was Again, a great a movie. Great movie. But, it was, but that was a great comedy. Yes. And like it was a really yes. funny movie. It was a very, very good movie. But the fact that they decided to keep that portion of the character, which really wasn't done in the first two Thor movies, I just thought that that was a really neat idea to keep on going and just a very smart way to do it. Well, I've been looking at their formula as of late, mm-hmm. and the way that they've been doing these movies is they almost have something that's super serious, mm-hmm. palate cleanser, build up, super serious. Sure. So right now we just had Avengers. Our palate cleanser is going to be Ant-Man and Wasp. Okay. And then we're going to have a build-up with Captain Marvel right, and then right, back exactly. to Avengers. Yeah. And it's been doing that because we've, we got Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers. and oh, before that's that. an interesting so, point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't it, think it, about I, that. That's well, great. I didn't really think about it until I started looking at like the release calendar. Right. And I was like, that's part of the formula that's working so well for them is they oh. really know how to release them so that the next movie, you're not getting another – we're not going to get another Avengers next. We're going to get – Another Scott Lang being Scott Lang, Ant Man. Right. We're, we're not going to see Thanos punching someone to death. Like it's it's going to be a very very different movie. Yeah. And yeah. and that's why it works and why I'm still like going to go see Ant Man right away. Mm-hmm. Like it just. Mm-hmm. You have to do. It's it's just good watching. And, and what I like about it, and I know there are people who are upset about the purist component of it, uh, and how it didn't necessarily follow all of the parts of the comic book. You the don't want to. But it's a different medium. You're yeah. not allowed to. You know, you, you've got to do something different because it's a movie. Yeah. But yeah, from a movie moviegoer's perspective, watching something on screen, I felt like I got my money's worth and then some, and I'm very compelled to go back and watch it a second time. Oh. I, I just wonder. It's just like those movies where you, you know, is it going to be as good the second time around as it was the first? I think so. And I just, I, I wonder with this one. And but it was. I honestly, I, I'm glad they didn't say too pure because if they did, they would have had to introduce death. They would have had to introduce Mephisto. Okay. And they would have had to go deeper with Nebula. There would have been so much extra stuff in there right. that was in the original Infinity Gauntlet that would have dragged that movie down so much mm-hmm. that the average moviegoer would go, what is this? What am I doing? Too many inside jokes. Too, yes. many, or too many inside references. Exactly. Too many yep. what they would call Easter eggs. Yeah, just yeah. too much. Yeah, for yeah, sure. No, but yeah, it was a great, great film. You've got to see it. <laughs> yeah. Make it happen, Darren. He has twins and he made it happen. Well, Matt... <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. We're glad to have you. Feel free to come on anytime you want. Uh, I, I don't know. When we did great. our Star Wars special, I really enjoyed your insights into the saga as it was at the time. Mm-hmm. I think we uh, disagree with the direction it has gone since the uh, Last Jedi. <laughs> I, I think we need to have, if, if, if I can be so bold as to invite myself on, we need to have a Last Jedi discussion. Round table. I'm, I'm in because I missed when they talked about it last time. It was the one episode this whole time we've done this podcast that I missed, and they talked about Last Jedi. Yeah, we sort yeah. of rounded up at the last second, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I still am not cool with, with it. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised. Um, I'm, not, I'm still not over it. These wounds have not healed. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I literally just watched it for the third time the other day, but the third first time, time at home. The first time at home. I saw it twice in the theater, just watched it the first time at home the other day. So. I just kept thinking, boy, they're just going to keep on flying that ship straight. <laughs> and the Empire's going to very slowly follow them. Okay. That's not, by the way, that was not what upset me the most. Anyway. Oh, boy. Uh, well, thanks again, Matt, for joining us. Yeah, thanks uh, for talking. Thanks I for hope talking you enjoy the rest of the evening. Nice to meet you. I'm glad I got to introduce you guys. Yeah. Uh, say hello to your wife and kids for us. Uh, get home to those kids. What's that? Did you get the free ones? The free ones are all the way down at the other end. All right. See you guys. Take care. See you later. Thanks again.
All right, by the way, that was Rob Montague and Secret Identity, The Origin of Superman. I just supported it um, on Indiegogo while you guys were talking. I did a little bit of troubleshooting, and then I had a little bit of a chance to do that. Yeah. Um, Rob Montague, The Secret Origin, Secret Identity, The Origin of Superman on Indiegogo right now. My only regret is I was not the first person to support it, um, but I'm glad it's up there. I really, really hope this thing uh, makes it. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna, I think we should just keep on pushing this thing for him. For sure. Um, anyway, we left off talking about our favorite comic book creators, those that we can't help but follow. And, Phil, I, you know, one of the things I felt kind of compelled to include is um, I, 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 some guys from the past because we do a lot of retro reading on this yeah. podcast. And so what I did was uh, just, just almost like and we do a lot of honorable mentioning in our podcast. So I threw in names like, of course, Wolfman and Perez. Yeah. Adams and O'Neill, Bill Mantlow, Jim Starlin, Jim Starenko, uh, Peter David. I can list 10 to 20 more. But to stay with the contemporary, I had uh, started talking about John, uh, Joshua Williamson, Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. I enjoyed immensely his Ultimate Spider-Man when he was doing it. He was a, in charge of the Ultimate uh, Universe Yeah, he, for that, a long he's, time. It was his baby. He created... Miles Morales. Yes. Yeah. I was leave, that was a layup for oh, you. Oh, yeah, so no, for sure. the ball on the team, yeah. buddy. Way to swing and miss. Um, it's, uh, it was definitely... And there's the coolest Spider-Man costume. The hoodie, the hoodie Spider-Man costume. That's yeah. my favorite. Um, but it's... Um, he's just someone. He's got that Midas touch. And, you know, he's getting ready. I am really, really, really excited about his Superman run. Who else do you have? Oh man, that that's really all I thought about. Um, well, I got a couple of that you might probably are gonna uh, be interested in. Uh, okay. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy did um, Tokyo Ghost, the artist. Oh right, yeah. Awake. He's currently on Batman White. See, but the only thing I had him on was Tokyo Ghost. Don't get me wrong, his art in Tokyo oh, Ghost please. was fantastic. Um, but I think some of the adult things in there made me kind of forget about him as an artist. Sure, but yeah. you know, uh, I've read a bunch of his stuff, and that was really the only time. Well, yeah, uh, he was but again, that had Remender's fingers in it. He's on Batman now, so yeah. it's, not, it's not happening, trust me. Greg Capullo. Okay. He did a series I really, really liked last year. It was a miniseries called Reborn. I do think it's going to come back. Okay. Colin Bunn. <laughs> like I said, currently writing The Tick. Yes. Oh, Crazy. that's a great, great choice for Yeah. Me for that. Uh, so those are some of the guys that I really like uh, and I'll follow. Um, man, oh man, it's just so much good right now. So much good going on in comics. I do have one more. Go ahead. One more. And I haven't been following him as much as of late, but Simon Spurrier. I was just going to mention him. Um, I just actually picked up his new book today, uh, Coda, the the fantasy novel. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about it and seeing where that's going. Uh, the art looks beautiful in that thing too. But Simon Spurrier always has like this weird... Uh, this weird all of his characters have really strong voices and he did one of my favorite runs with uh, David Haller Legion mm -hmm. uh, ever the art was terrible in the book X-Men Legacy it was one of the things yeah. I was reading right when we started and I've never I, I don't know I just couldn't couldn't stop so so good he's a he's a very eclectic guy too yes. I mean he writes yes. he does that uh, crossed uh, online comic um, yeah, I mean, he's writing the Dark Crystal. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I, I haven't picked it up in a while, but yeah, I mean, I, it feels like you almost can't put him in a wheelhouse. No, he just sort of he's, he's able to. He's able to be everywhere. Absolutely. 
Well, I don't know about you, buddy, but we got one more of these things coming. Yeah, this I need to breathe. This is part two of three, and I might need a little break here. So why don't we yes, wrap sir. this sucker up and Sounds get good. ready for our next one. All right. We are live at Carolyn John's for Free Comic Book Day 2018. Uh, and you know what? When we come back, I have some special ridiculous storyline trivia for you. Oh, I can't wait. And I've got I've got an inter, uh, uh, retroactive review uh, of which I no longer own because uh, our just buddy, gave it away. what was his name? Todd. 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 He uh, he won my copy. He did. So, yeah. There we go. All right. Let's wrap this sucker up. We'll uh, we'll be back with part three. All right. Sounds good.